This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're talking Reds baseball this week on Friday, April 8th with Mark Sheldon, MLB.com Reds reporter. Mark, uh, thank you for the time as always. And uh, let's kind of recap the week that was for the Reds and a darn good one. Uh, but it's kind of a good news, bad news scenario for the Reds. The good news is that the Reds, one of just four teams in baseball as we speak, with a record of 3-0. and But uh, the bad news is two of the other three teams reside in the same freaking division. So, Yes, the wins did come against the Phillies, but, Mark, a 3-0 start is a 3-0 start, and the Reds have to feel pretty good right now. They do, and obviously they're facing a team that's kind of in their boat. They're also rebuilding, so it, it's, you do temper it, but at the same time, you've you got to play the schedule as it comes, and you got to play above whoever you're playing, especially if it's a team that's not playing well. And, and the Reds really did everything well. They had solid starting pitching. The bullpen, which was really uh, up in the air all the way into the, the day before opening day, which had also had a lot of question marks in general, uh, has looked very good in the late innings, which has enabled the offense to have these you know, two uh, late comebacks and then a very nice uh, you know, day on uh, Thursday to kind of rough up the Phillies and, and, and feel good about themselves. It's a definitely a solid start, uh, something they can hang their hat on for a little while at least, and then now they're going to get into the meat of some uh, some tough scheduling with the Pirates, followed by the Cubs, followed by the Cardinals. So now they're going to see their, their division rivals. Yeah, it's going to get tougher, no doubt. But uh, to get off to a start like this is certainly promising. And I was surprised, and looking back uh, to last year, they also started last year 3-0, and and I believe 4-1. and Obviously, they did not sustain that uh, during the course of a difficult 2015 season. But Maybe things will change here in 2016, but like you said, the competition is about to get uh, much, much tougher. And, Mark, a very interesting uh, theme developed there during those first three victories where it seemed like uh, in each of the wins, guys stepped up to really deliver in clutch situations after going through some struggles earlier in the game. So, so talk about that from a, a player perspective. And maybe if the team sort of emphasized during spring training, like, look, you know, it's a long season, it's a grind, we've got to be a little bit mentally tougher to be able to, to navigate these difficulties as they occur inevitably during the course of a season. Yeah, I mean, one thing I, I noticed, and again, I, I know we have to say small sample size at this point of the year of everything, but one thing I did notice from last year that I didn't see in the first three games of this year is when the Reds were behind early, they stayed behind. And generally, when they made mistakes, those mistakes would, would, would you know, pile, you know, like a, like a stone rolling down the hill would just gather momentum and more mistakes would come. And, um, and one of the, the, the more, I guess, refreshing things if you're the Reds is they, they really did kind of just hang in there. Now, of course, the, the Phillies' bullpen was pretty rough, but at the same time, the, the Reds created their own luck. So they, they did some things on the bases. They, they, you know, they hit when they needed to hit, and they got it done. Um, but, yeah, it's just going to be, you know, with, with these guys, when they made mistakes, Joey Votto struck out three times. 
uh, in the first game, and everyone's kind of wondering, what's wrong with Votto? Well, he didn't, nothing was wrong with him. He's going to strike out sometimes. He's not going to have great at-bats all the time, as, although you expect it. But when it really counted in the in the uh, eighth inning, he, he got it done and with the game-winning uh, single, two runs, they won the game for them. And then Jay, uh, Scott Shevler struck out three times also. And, you know, when he was on uh, base with the – you know, at bat with the bases loaded in the – seventh inning he hears Jay Bruce yelling at him from first base to just you know stick with it and keep going uh Jay told him in the dugout earlier that he was going to be a key part of the game because you know he just these things happen you got to put away the three strikeouts and focus on the next at bat and he did and he hit the game the game winning uh walk off I'm sorry the ninth inning the walk off uh, double that won the game for them and then uh Bruce himself makes this uh really not a a very Jay Bruce like play he kind of rushed a, a ball that a routine single and took his eye off of it and went for an E9 that scored a, a run and put the Reds behind, but then he came back in the bottom of the inning and had five RBIs with a three-run homer and, a, uh, and an RBI single. Yeah, and as the saying goes, uh, you know, cliched as it is, baseball is a game of failure. Everybody is going to fail at some point. It's it's how you bounce back from it, and the Reds in three straight games, three straight wins have demonstrated that they can put uh, individual failures behind them and come through when it matters most in the clutch, and voila, 3-0 record, certainly a good trend for them and one that they uh, want to continue. Now, Mark, last night we saw uh, Robert Stevenson make his big league debut and take up his uh, first career win as a result. Now, the, the numbers themselves don't really jump off the page, but five decent innings to get the W. And I think the numbers look a little bit better considering that uh, towards the end of spring training, he really had his struggles, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. It's the two starts that I saw before uh, he left camp in Arizona – he just really wasn't very strong. He, he, he lacked command. He kind of lacked composure at times. And, and uh, the second-to-last star that I saw, he got sent down only to get brought back from minor league camp for a, a second crack at the rotation, which he didn't do very well. He did even worse, actually. He had less composure and he had less command. And I really I was kind of surprised that when the time came that they ended up making him the, the starter to at least open the season in that third spot. And I will say he was a, a different pitcher. Uh, on Thursday, he he really did seem to have uh, composure. He seemed to be really in the moment, doing well. He he located well. He does. He, he one thing that he may want to work on for the future is, is that he was living pretty you know pretty much on his fastball. He he really didn't throw a lot of the secondary pitches. That's something he's going to have to do better at and really establish his changeup uh, down the road because I don't think that's going to be bode well for him when the scouting reports and the video starts coming out and they see that he just throws fastball. But, uh, you know, he had it together, and, you know, one of the things that he had to do, unfortunately for him, was the downside of that eight-run rally they got in the fourth inning that he had to sit uh, in the dugout for about 36 minutes. So he tried to keep warm and go in the tunnel and, and throw some pitches in the indoor cage. So he did come out a little bit, uh, maybe a little, you know, cold when he came back out for the, for the fifth inning, his final inning, and gave up a two-run homer. But I would say overall he has every reason to be thrilled with his appearance. Uh, he's going back to Triple A Louisville. Uh, and then maybe he'll be in position to come up the next time they need a starter. Yeah, those long innings, like you said, always a double-edged sword. You love to get the run support, but those long layoffs that can really uh, be detrimental. You have to kind of balance those out. But like you said, a, a lot of positives to build uh, for Robert Stevenson uh, in that first start so with five innings and getting the win. Now, Mark, as you mentioned, he knew, I believe he knew going into the game, it was going to be one and done, if you will. He was going to be optioned back to AAA after the game, no matter what. So, in a strange way, can that actually be beneficial for a young pitcher in his situation who's obviously going to have some nerves uh, making that first big league start? Yeah, I mean, I guess it, in a way it takes the 
the risk away from it somewhat. He has nothing to lose by going out and just relaxing and, and pitching his game and, and let the results happen as they happen. Uh, you know, he knew that the way that the, with the off days and, and the way things are lining up, it, it, the, the turn doesn't come up again until uh, the 17th, and they expect John Moscott to take that start. So they, they really did know that he would be, you know, he would be a, literally a one and done guy, barring a very odd situation. And and uh, so yeah, he was able to kind of get his feet wet. He kind of looked the way he looked at it is that I got all the firsts out of the way. He got the first strikeout. He got the first pitch. He got to be his first victory. He's got baseballs in his uh, locker and mementos to take with him to Louisville. And when he comes back, it won't be the big to do. It's going to just be, you know, Robert Stevenson pitching as a major leaguer. And I'm sure he's hoping that the next time he is summoned, that is for good and he can stay for a very long time. Yeah, and as much uh, hype and hoopla as there is when a youngster makes that big league debut, it's always highly anticipated. In a way, as you said, it's good to get it over with because, like you said, uh, when he comes up for start number two and hopefully many more beyond that, it's just going to be business as usual. Here's the starting pitcher. Go out, do your job, and uh, there won't be so much magnification on, on every pitch and every first, you know, like you pointed out. So a good start for Robert Stevenson, and we'll see what lies ahead for him in the future, hopefully the immediate future as far as uh, he's concerned. Uh, Mark, what do you think uh, during this 3-0 week for the Reds was the most surprising or eye-opening development you saw from the club during this opening week? kind of alluded to a little bit earlier, but I think the most surprising and, and positive development for them is the performance of the bullpen. Until Kiva Sampson uh, gave up a couple runs in Thursday's game, uh, the bullpen hadn't allowed a run uh, in any of their uh, you know appearances. And I think everybody now from the bullpen, with the exception of Dan Straley, has now been used. So they've, they've you know had a wide swath of appearances from seven different relievers. They've all done pretty well for the most part, with the exception of Sampson. Um, you know, I, I just think that that's really does bode well for – you know, if they can keep that together, that's going to be a huge, huge uh, positive for them because the rotation is not always going to be able to do five, six, seven innings, but it's it's something that helps them kind of uh, shorten the game. But uh, but right now, that was a nice uh, that was a nice thing to see for the bullpen because they really were not uh, well regarded. I, I had a scout tell me, but right before the the very first game, that the bull the bullpen is going to be an ongoing issue all season, and then they went through three scoreless innings that day. So. Uh, maybe it will be an issue, but at least uh, for three games, it was not. Yeah, uh, the beauty of baseball, you just you never do know. So something that looked bad in the spring hopefully turns a corner for the regular season, and maybe the Reds can maintain that as 2016 continues on. Uh, Mark, just to wrap up here, there was a rather interesting proposal uh, regarding a uh, suggestion that uh, teams that play in cold weather cities, and obviously the Reds are one of those, should open the season uh, either in warm weather cities or in domes, because as we've seen uh, throughout this first week and you know opening week, we've had this this magnificent, beautiful weather. It's just been brutally cold in some of these Midwest and Northeast cities. Now, obviously, I don't think the Reds would be open to this, and their fans would certainly you know have a mutiny because opening day in the Queen City every single year uh, is a baseball tradition and one that you know you never want to break, but. Removing that from the equation, just looking at it from an overall perspective, is this something you think baseball should – is it a notion you think they should entertain because of some of the just brutal weather conditions we've seen in some of these cities in these first few days? I think it's something they can look at at least maybe do some more common-sense scheduling. It doesn't necessarily have to be a, a wide – you know, all the northern teams have to start on the road. But, like, the one that really kind of had me, like, raise my eyebrow is that, that Toronto played at Tampa Bay. Those are two dome right. teams. 
And why why couldn't those teams play at you know be the home team? Both of those teams be the home team against a, a different opponent. Um, those are the kind of things I look at. Like you know the two obviously all the West Coast teams like San Diego and Los Angeles played each other, and, and that's the part that is like well that's a little weird. But uh, in terms of Cincinnati, I, I just I, I think certain allowances they've been always fortunate to open every year at home. That's with a couple of rare exceptions. That's kind of the honor they used to have the very first game. Now they just have the the honor of opening at home for being the oldest team in baseball. I, I'm in favor of those kind of traditions standing because I think it's it's just one of those things. I think baseball would be different for at least the fans here if they already had let's say seven games on the schedule from you know from a road trip and then they come home and open it open, you know do the parade and all that stuff i just don't think it would have the same very you know gravitas to it so uh for, for cincinnati i'd be probably against it just knowing the fan base here but i think in general i just would love to see more common sense things like okay have have don't have two teams in warm weather climates play each other maybe have if, if you can do it have a have a cold team play in, in a warm climate once in a while it just i just think that the way it started out was a little weird yeah, and I know in, in nearby uh, Cleveland, for you, uh, the Indians and Red Sox had two of their four games wiped out because of rain or sleet or snow or all of the above. And uh, like you said, to put one or both of those teams maybe at uh, Tropicana Field at uh, Rogers Center in Toronto would have made a lot more sense and kept a lot of people much warmer than it did. But uh, an issue to be tackled for 2017 and beyond is right now 2016, also a pretty darn good start for the 3-0 Cincinnati Reds. Mark Sheldon joining us. We thank him for his time as always. Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Cincinnati Reds. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.